I love Venn diagrams. <laughs> I really do. I love Venn diagrams. It's just something about those three circles and the analysis about where there's the intersection, right? Yeah, I see people, it's, you agree with me, right? So, okay, so I asked my team, I, I brought props. Okay. Greetings, everybody. It's Thursday, November 10th. Chapo Trap House coming in at you. So, obviously, a lot to talk about on this episode, the midterm elections. I will just start by saying, look, I, I, did, I was not that invested in this uh, election cycle, but I will say I started looking at the polls and my faith wavered. My faith wavered in the normal whites thesis. But there is one man whose faith never wavered and was correct the entire time. If someone could just create a compilation of all of Felix's observations about this upcoming election. So I will shut up now. As Revenge as of the, the normal whites. <laughs> yes, as, the, uh, as a lack of faith haver and turn it over to Felix Biederman to take his giant victory lap. Carl Diggler rides again. DJ Praise the sun. I did not give a shit about a single candidate. I did not care about any of them. They could all die for all I care. What I did care about, was I right? Here were my, <laughs> let's, let's trace it back to March. I said, yes, Brandon has a bad approval rating. But a lot of that bad approval rating is in under 30s who are not going to significantly flip R. Did they? No. no. They said there was going to be a red wave with kitchen table issues. You went all around the country screaming at people about bottom surgery. <laughs> you said you said that Brandon's candidates were too weird and were off-putting. You went door-to-door -door canvassing and said, your kid is shitting in a litter box. Do you know what a furry is? <laughs> your kid is doing Hitler sissy hypnosis. Your kid is wearing thigh-high boots. Do you know what that is? Okay, so um, obviously there's a lot to go in. Um, the, the, the singular bet, the singular thing that me and Matt talked about, Warlock or, or Walker, Last I saw, Warlock did have more votes, but it is going into a midterm. So we both have to drink the dark web gay potion at 3 a.m. <laughs> I'm afraid so, yes. Yeah, you know, well, we I mean, Warlock both right. is going to win this runoff. I mean, did eh, you all agree on yes, that? Yes, yes. I don't know. I still am not convinced. It's just so close. Look at that. It's 50-50. Everyone knows that Herschel Walker's brain doesn't work. It's all a question of who remembers there's an election in a month. The, the I don't know if that's, I, we don't know how this elect, how these results are going to influence that and what's going to happen between now and then. I don't know. Education differential favors Democrats in the runoff. You also have the problem. That's true. Of, that is undeniable. You also you also you have the problem of like what the fuck is going to happen to the Republicans at the time because okay you have the worst inflation since before Paul Volcker. Mm -hmm. You have an incredibly unpopular incumbent Democratic president. And this, this is what you get like that. Yeah. What the fuck? How yeah. do you do that? This is a historic result for many reasons. I have some theories, but like 
we have no idea what's going to happen. Is Rick Scott going to behead uh, the Dean Browning, the Pennsylvania state legislator who said he was black and gay, who actually lost his reelection bid last night in Pennsylvania? You know, will there be a Lebanon type uh, power sharing agreement for the three seat majority Republican House? We don't know. <laughs> it's in total fucking disarray. It's going to be like the triarchy of old Volantis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if the, it, like the, we're looking at what could be the, the smallest majority in the House of Representatives since 1921 for either yeah. party. And I guess like I, I going into this election, I I was. Like I, I thought the Republicans would uh, like be, be emerge like, you know, they'll, they'll, they, I thought they were going to do what they were supposed to do. I didn't think a red wave was coming, but man, I did not expect them getting essentially oh, like, Jesus. like this is one of the best, like one of the best it's performances astounding. by in a midterm election by a party, but who's uh, by a party who controls the presidency out of power. They basically tied. Yeah, this is unheard of. The closest that has happened in modern history was the post 9-11 rally around the flag election of 20, 2002. That was it. That was when you had Bush and the Republicans as the face of uh, of the war on terror. Here you have Brandon as the face of brand inflation and, and uh, the branded economy <laughs> and, and all the other Brandon elements, branded, branded things. And yet with horrible economic uh, fundamentals relative to recent elections and, and them being the incumbency, it's astounding how bad I, this went for them. I have a little bit of a theory about um, – you know, party in power during midterms, the hard and fast rule that we've always known for that, right? It's always been, it's always been the same thing. Okay. You know, barring some types of, some type of weird 2002 election where there's something like a 9-11, the party in power is always going to lose at least the house in the first yeah. midterm. I think that the negative incumbent effect that we normally see, we can't quite, we, we can't quite uh, take it exactly the same way as maybe we would have uh, pre 20, 2016, 2014, 2010 because of the media consumption environment. Part of the yes. reason why people will go over to the other party during the midterms, it's a decrease in enthusiasm. It's, it's a decrease in voter mobilization. It's a bunch of things, but it's also like they're annoyed by the party in power by seeing mm -hmm. them all the time. In the current media consumption environment where you could get sick of Republicans who aren't even in power by, you know, March of 2022, it, it, it kind of blunts that effect. It doesn't totally change that because obviously ours picked up seats and D's lost them. But it does blunt that effect because any if this exact same conditions in like, let's say, 2010, you know, ours gained what, like 70 fucking seats, 60, 50. Yeah. A lot of things went into this. But holy shit, what a fuck up. An astonishing thing in, in the House is that the only seats that the Republicans flipped were in New, New York, York, baby. Da, it was in Long da, Island. Da, da, da. All thanks to Andrew Cuomo and the Independent <laughs> Andrew Cuomo, Caucus. Andrew Cuomo single-handedly cost the Democrats yep. control of the House of Representatives. Mwah. It's so perfect. It's, <laughs> it's the exact yeah. opposite of everything everyone has been saying until this point. It's like the only Democrats who actually suffered for the crime hysteria propaganda campaign that the Republicans put, uh, ginned up there at the end were the ones who were following the uh, neutralize all threats to the left and uh, threats of association with defund the police or any kind of uh, non-carceral solutions as your first principle. And they're the ones who lost. 
The one, also the ones, also the ones who were paying David Shore from the beginning. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. he's yeah, their okay. little grim worm tongue. He's the guy who's he's their uh, fucking McKinsey consultant who can come in and tell them the numbers say here's the thing you should do that you were gonna do anyway. And the thing I just they saw, did made them eat shit. I just saw an interview with David Shore by uh, that New York Magazine guy Eric Levitz, and he was like, "Well." If you look at how like uh, like the Dobbs decision played out in this midterm cycle, doesn't that like doesn't it like uh, sort of undermine the popular popularism Shoreism thesis? And Shore's response to that is, I think you really have to take into account the thermostatic view of public opinion. Uh, yeah, you, I was do. Like, oh, you absolutely uh, like, do. Okay, yeah, thermostatic. Oh, obviously, the results were thermostatic. I mean, sh- surely. Um, uh, but I mean, your Majesty, like, you just have to uh, buy a bigger dowsing rod. <laughs> 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 but uh, Felix, I thought I thought your observation like. Uh, it, Along the lines of what you're just saying about this, the incumbent effect not really uh, holding true uh, for this cycle. I mean, I think the thing you said that was really sums up this midterm elections is that the Republicans really got high on their own supply and really believed that only the other side could be irritating and annoying to the American yeah. public. Yep. It's like the reason that the Democrats were supposed to get washed here is because for all the year running, leading up to the election, Democrats were underwater against a generic Republican. The problem is there are now no longer any generic Republicans. Every Republican does not stand for just some, you know, vague idea of the opposite of the guy who's on TV all the time annoying you. It is a specific face that is just as annoying to you as the the Brandon face is. Just as much of something you want to learn turn away from. The libs of TikTok midterm strategy mm-hmm. did not pan out for the Republicans. I think I think that's fair to say. Yeah, no, that that's a that's a great observation. Um, I think the only generic Democrat left is Republican. Jeff Andrew, maybe or yeah, Jeff Andrew is the only generic Republican. Yeah, right. Um, but you know, very early on, I do want to give a shout out um to the, the the true author of this prediction, someone who could articulate it in mathematical terms in a way that I could not. And who who made this case in a far more articulate way than I could have, and and bolstered my initially uh, my initial prediction that was just based on gut instinct and contrarian uh, impulses. City of Freaks on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, he is the Nate Silver of he's, this he's race. He's the star. It's, of this it's, it's ten years cycle. later. Sir, the cycle completes itself, and we have a new Silver to emerge. It's, yeah. it's uh, City of Freaks. Yeah, he he kind of he kind of yeah confirmed this that um okay when Republicans would take issues like inflation and crime and shit like that all they ever broadcast was that they were happy they were happening they would just <laughs> yeah. they remember that famous clip that famous clip of the guys who thought that Lee Zeldin could win showing up crime outside whole, crime, yes. crime crime yes. crime 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 Literally, it's these fucking the, the, these um, these mucinex monsters, these tri-state blobs <laughs> showing up outside a, a, a Kathy Hochul event and just screaming crime, 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 crime. Is that a guy you sound like who's a big fan of crime, dude? You <laughs> yeah. sound like cram. You, you sound like you watched you just watch crime win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was like it was like they they just they bypassed the part where it's like, oh, we, you know, we're going to have harsher sentences or we're going to, you know, we're going to tamp down spending to bring down brand inflation, whatever. It's just yay inflation. Yay. crime! It's just cheering. Gender the bad sickos. Yeah. Yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, 
I was I was I, I never thought that the 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 first grade litter box uh, scaremongering would work because it's just it's just too weird. And as soon as you start telling people about it, you mark yourself as a complete freak and sicko. But I was shocked. I, I was pretty shocked that uh, the, the crime scare, scaremongering uh, fizzled almost entirely outside and you of know New what? York. Not for the first time. Trump tried this in his midterm in 2018 with the fucking migrant caravans and it didn't work either. I think I think like we need to go back to like the, the essential observation and that Felix coined of normal whites and it whites, is conclusively folks. now and increasingly the Democratic Party Latinos is as well. the party. Yeah, the Democratic Party is now the party of normal, hardworking, taxpaying families, and the Republicans are a minority party of freaks and sickos and weirdos who the average mother and father uh, doesn't want to be around. Their yeah. social base is screaming elderly people. It is it is elderly <laughs> people who uh, other families have their children avoid. That that is the social basis, like the people who vote to build this structure. Not, not anyone with yeah. kids in their home. Not anybody who has a job. Somebody who watches TV all day and is on the <laughs> yeah. internet. Yeah. Yes. No, th- that's I'm waiting to die. The, yeah, the, the the people who are most concerned about the children are people whose children are in their forties or have never had children yes. and never will. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Obviously, things change. Um. You know, we're we're on. We're on a, a seesaw until we have a Bonapartist figure. Yeah. But in in its current form, right? In what we saw here, in what we saw this year, this does seem like the makings of a regional party. Yes. Yeah. You know, unless something changes. Fucking Tallahassee. Okay. A, yeah. A, 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 a yeah. breakaway archipelago of power centers connected to a central hub in fucking Tallahassee where yeah, God Tallahassee. Emperor DeSantis will rule <laughs> yes. eternally. Yeah. Florida is now the capital of Red America. And Matt, you were talking about sort of uh, geographic sorting being the new voting. Well, Florida, we were just there. I, I, I'm, you can see what you're doing. Florida is the weirdo state. Gee, is, I wonder what's been happening state. in Florida since uh, 2018 <laughs> when uh, fucking DeSantis beat uh, Andrew Gillum, who was on Molly the entire race. Uh, he beat him by like what? A point? One point. He just, he just, beat, he just beat Charlie Crisp by 20 fucking points (laughs) and why because they've demoralized the libs they've energized the current sickos and all the retiring sickos from the rest of the country are just pouring down there they're being sorted because they have the money to vote with their fucking uh uh vote with their feet and they're doing it vote with their hover rounds rather and they're fucking doing it and so yeah that's gonna be it like trump we're gonna look back in the histories like when when uh when princess arulian writes about this like trump will be uh 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 Paul Atreides and the DeSantis is Leto too, who becomes yes. the eternal God emperor, the worm. He becomes yeah. the, the, the Florida worm. Obviously, obviously. Yeah. Things have a habit of changing. I am. I mean, like God, uh, how many fucking articles do you remember like that in 2008? The death of the Republican party. Everything, yes. cha- everything changes. Everything shifts the seesaw from hell. But again, on this current course, it is gearing. To, it would be gearing to be like, yeah, just headquartered in Florida. Yes, you won Miami Dade. Uh, it was clear you won Miami Dade within ten minutes. But this was such a repeat of 2016. 
I was, it was a mirror image of 2016 where like, you remember how Hillary did a massive turnout operation in California because she was afraid she would win the electoral college and lose the popular vote. Yeah. I felt like an inverse happened in Florida where they concentrated their popular vote in Florida in places they were already going to win in a gubernatorial race. They were already going to win in, in midterm elections. They were already going to win. Yeah. It's a great performance by DeSantis and shockingly Beto lost. Shockingly, Abrams <laughs> lost. Stacey Abrams. Yeah. By the way, she's probably the single person responsible for them having to do a fucking uh, runoff in Georgia. Yeah, right. She, she ran so far behind Warlock that she absolutely cost him votes. Absolutely. But um, DeSantis's performance in the R space, that was the only performance like that. Yeah. Only well, only only place they went. They went like, off okay, of Florida. And if you look at the, the right wing media, they're now focusing all their attention on how well DeSantis and, and how well they did in Florida. And Florida is the new like Death Star of, you know, where, where they see as the future for themselves in this country. But the attitude to explain what happened everywhere else in the country is this idea that like only DeSantis really like believes in the culture war and was willing to fight it. It's like, I'm sorry, like, did every other Republican candidate just not run on litter boxes and fucking trans kids and culture war shit? Yeah, but they didn't run it's, hard enough. And the, they didn't run hard it's, enough. It's they didn't kind believe of, in it uh, enough. Yeah, it's, it's the perfect, perfect kind of like, uh, you know, uh, witch doctor bullshit that they all pull. It's like, oh, you need to do this to win. And then everyone does it. Most of them lose. One guy wins. And then you say, oh, no, they needed to do it like he did. And of course, what the fuck does that mean? There's no metric here, but it gets you out of the hole. You get to now say, no, no, not, nothing has uh, failed to work. But no, you're, you're only going to work where there's a, more and more of these old psychos. That's it. And it's like that is demographically a doomed party. It's and only holding on because of its control of structures. It's just over time are going to wither. Which is why now all the people on the far edge of the of the dark megasphere are like, okay, democracy. All right, we're done with it. Fuck this shit. Well, the right time, to be. time for time for uh, the coup that we're the, definitely right, the writing be able is on the wall. Up. And I mean, I guess like I mean, I, like I've, we've, I've talked about this on the show like a little bit, but like you you look at these results and it's really stark that like in any normal democracy in which like districts are like rationally apportioned, the Republicans would have. The fact that they have the tiniest majority that they do is given to them entirely because yes. of these like gerrymandering schemes. Like if it wasn't for Andrew Cuomo's decision to give New York to the Republican yep. Party so that he didn't have to govern. And then the Supreme Court's 5-4 ruling to allow racial gerrymandering in the South again yeah, is the only for. reasons the Republicans have any shot ever of holding of holding Congress. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin like, is, what of we're seeing now is like if you are under 40. The Republican Party is despised, and I don't think that is going to change. And like, nope. I think they're, they're, I saw Marco Rubio on Fox today, and he, he literally said, he says, it's a miracle any Republicans win because the country is against us. But I think we also have to understand something. I mean, literally, every, everything in our society and culture is aligned against Republicans. It's a miracle Republicans win anywhere. Every, virtually every major television and media outlet in America is against us, all the celebrities, all the uh, movie uh, actors. I mean, you name it. I mean, he was saying it's like <laughs> the country's against us. He was saying it's, they're only against us because media and celebrities are all Democrats. But it's like he's just describing living in a democratic society. Well, that, like, that, most that, of the people who live in the country don't agree with you. <laughs> that reminds yes. me that that reminds me of like, you know, the the sort of failure Bernie 2020 staffers who are like, oh, well, we only lost because the Democratic Party did this unprecedented thing. That's the thing you knew they were going <laughs> yeah, to that's, do. That's, that's, that's the type the of thing you knew they were going to do. What are you complain yeah. about that's the game. Yeah, is it is it new that Hollywood hates you? You know, well, this is what's interesting to me about this. So there's a bunch of people who, uh, you know, might have been like on the Bernie side uh, and and others, you know, who were sort of like 
uh, drawn to Trumpism because of like its populist tone. And they developed this critique of the Democrats and of the left that said, you are disconnected from real people's concerns because you're a bunch of neurotic uh, bourgeois libs. You're too, you're dominated by a fear of falling and uh, it makes your politics insane and unrelatable to the regular people. And then they decided, some of them decided, well, the, the cure for that is going to be the Republican party, which is still connected to some like broadly felt civic concepts. But it turns out once you really press it, uh, we're not there yet with most people, which means that if you stick there and say, well, fine, uh, the people are all brainwashed. Congratulations. You're exactly right back where you started a smug elitist liberal who knows better than the hoi polloi. That is what you are now. And you're, and you're fantasizing that you're going to have some fucking military coup now to punish the people who are too stupid to believe in you. That is what liberals think about the fucking body politic. Congratulations. And talk about everything is mirrored. Everyone is the same person. Yep. Seesaw from hell. Matt, you pointed out that now conservatives are doing their own version of a 2004 era dumb fuckistan. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and also, doing- I saw some dipshit saying uh, that uh, Republicans need to like move out of rural areas and into like suburban Cities. swing districts. Yeah, it's exact reverse of all the dumbasses are like, look. If 300,000 leftist liberals in uh, Brooklyn moved to Wyoming, Wyoming. we'd have two senators. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and then, okay, did you see Myra Flores, my favorite race of the night, the the lady that, you know, six months ago, watch out. uh, This is, this is, oh, this is Latina too. We made a new Latina and this time she's Republican. It's the rise of the new Latina. Yeah, we just, oh. Latina with all the bells and whistles. Guess what? She's based. Watch out, everyone. Uh, She lost. She lost fucking badly. She lost by like nine points last time I saw Myra Flores. And her post, her her, her post after literally last month posting, watch out for a red wave, was there was no red wave because young people stayed home. <laughs> perfect. Well, young, I'm sorry, young people did not stay home this election. No, they, they didn't. came out they and voted against didn't. Republicans because yeah, everything I, the Republicans believe in is uh, repellent to, like I said, anyone under the age of 40 in this country. And like to the Marco Rubio thing, I think like they 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 really have gotten high on their own supply. And like all of the anti-democratic minoritarian measures in our Constitution that they've pushed to the breaking point to allow them to like I don't know win the White House without the popular vote to have, you know, uh, to, to, like in a state like Wisconsin, where 51 percent of the votes are for Democratic candidates, they only control 30 percent of the state legislature. It's wild. Like, and so but I, I think like they, they, they've come to expect that so much. I really think that their view of democracy is that a, a fair democracy like they they are they deserve to be apportioned a roughly more like one percent more of the half of which the which is why they've yes. all gone in all in uh, at, at like a article of faith level at the base with election denying and believing that no elections are legitimate anymore. Because, did you see? Did you see Roger Stone they're, on they're Alex there Jones? Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. This is very funny. Uh, I actually think, unfortunately, uh, the results last night uh, add to a growing frustration. What disappoints me is the number of people who tell me that after the last election. They just tuned out anything political and stopped paying attention. I mean, their attitude is it's broken. It cannot be fixed. Uh, You know, I'm going to go to my kids' Little League game uh, and hope that they're not letting boys play girls' sports and vice versa. So uh, that's right. You can't hide from this, folks. Roger Stone was on Alex Jones complaining about the fact that, like, a lot of the Republicans that he, like, you know, a lot of the the base creatures were like, I didn't even bother voting because it's all fake. (laughs) 
It's like, yeah, you fucked yourself. Between that and the old Republicans who died of COVID in, in like, yeah. key areas. Oh, my God. Some of these the Lauren Boebert. So, Lauren Boebert. The Lauren Boebert race, race is going to come down to like two votes. And, 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 if, and if she does, loses, you cannot tell me that is not a result of how many old people died of COVID in this country. And uh, who died of diarrhea after going to Shooter's Barn. <laughs> <laughs> that combined yes. margin is going to cost her that race probably. Someone no, put no, a, no, they think they're entitled to have a, like a more or less they're entitled to rules yeah. which 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 favor them against the majority opinion because they think that that's what democracy is. So when Marco Rubio is like he's saying it's just like, well, you know, it's a shock that we win any elections. The whole country is against us. And though, but like he doesn't acknowledge that as like the, the, this is how a democracy works. No, he's like, no, it's unfair because the media, uh, like the company is owned by liberals. Well, it's just like, that's they're a, engaging that's in freedom a Marxist of speech. critique. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. You're saying democracy is a sham because it's controlled by, uh, by wealth and not actual votes? Yeah. That the people's will is less important than concentrated capital? Are you fucking shitting me? I have some literature for you, dude. Congratulations. But the thing is, they can't address that real problem because their answers are fantasies. They're, they're, the wall, they're, the, they're what they see in the yellow wallpaper of their fucking bourgeois mental insane cells. That's all that where they live. And so they're impressing that on everybody else because they control the media. They make the media. The media is for them. Everyone else just has to watch this insane psychodrama play off between these two factions of completely insane, neurotic bourgeois boomers. And meanwhile, all the actual issues are completely unaddressable. I would like to... Um I think in the back half, I would love to get into the uh, think tank worms and media worms who are now uh, on Operation Dump Toxic Trump. Yeah, on okay. Operation well, Dump Trump. We'll get, it, we'll, 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 we'll get into that. I have a lot of thoughts on that. Oh, but yeah. I want to point out one of my favorite uh, spin jobs I saw today. It was uh, Ronna McDaniel Romney, outgoing, soon to be outgoing chair of the RNC. And she said, did you know that 14 out of 15 Republican governor incumbent Republican governors kept their seats? That means people love the job they were doing. <laughs> it's a midterm dummy. What the fuck? Oh my God. I do want, I like the, the, the Trump aspect here is fascinating and, and there's a lot to talk about there. But before I get to that, I want to take away from like the, like I want to just talk about like the one more like big takeaway from this midterm election as far as I'm concerned, as far as I see it. And this is one in which like, you know, my, I had, to, I had real doubts about this. And the big story in my opinion from this election is that guess what? Uh, the right to uh, reproductive health care and an abortion is way more important to voters than fucking inflation is. Well, it's, I mean, it's the only thing anyone's talking about or could do anything about. Does and anyone like, actually have a plan for inflation? No, you let the Fed bang on the button until something breaks. That's all you can do, no matter either party. No, you can just say vaguely, we're going to fight with Brandon's inflation. But there's nothing. They barely even put anything behind that. It's just like, you know, inflation. All they really yeah. care about is showing you this picture on their phone of somebody in a dress going into a woman's bathroom. That their only plan on inflation was yelling inflation. Mm-hmm. And... I guess like the other thing is like, I guess if you're like, you know, a, a liberal or a blue state person or on the left, I think like you've been conditioned by uh, the news and, uh, and American elections to think that like the Democrats always are on the defense of a, of a culture war and a culture war election uh, favors Republicans because they can they can slop out this red meat to their base and sort of like scare people and things like that. And look, we've been talking for a while about how culture war is the only politics left in this country because it's the only terrain of debate in which like things can actually happen, like like politics, politics. And I'm not saying, you know, the right to an abortion isn't, isn't politics, but like if, if, if this is the case now going forward 
and all elections will be defined on culture war issues, then Republicans, uh, th- 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 this is not going to go well for them going forward into the future. At least not, not what I see. Because, like, they've gotten too fucking weird and the country has gotten more normal. Or the, no, the country's getting less normal, but... There's still normies. There is a yeah. there has to by definition be a normie center that you're reacting to. Like, and this like, politics uh, is all a politics that's not founded in material conditions because it's mostly being perpetrated by people carried out by people who feel like the economic order benefits them. And then their politics is a projection of that. Like that's who actually is uh, making like decisions about like uh, uh, what political uh, opinions to have. Well, um, the real issue, the real war, is the war of the two kings. Will LeBrick Ron Santis, uh, L. Ron <laughs> DeSantis, him <laughs> versus one. him versus toxic Trump, one of the Bitmoji Avi given names from the Republican side I saw given to our former president last night. The Civil War <laughs> brewing. Um, every GOP media worm and think tank operative and bowtie bowtie cuck. And, you know, otherwise Howley Cotton intellectual national conservative conservatism fan. They are now fully out against Trump. New York Post, other Murdoch yep. operations <laughs> yep. calling this, you know, Trump's failure. This midterm was Trump's fuck up. This is going to be very interesting. Uh, one, primarily that they think that their issues begin and end with Trump. Yeah, because I, I that would not be my takeaway. If, you know, I were them. That's what you say. To avoid going, oh, us getting getting our desired outcome from our 30-year war against uh, or 40-year war against Roe v. Wade, getting what we wanted fucked us. Our policies yeah. are deeply unpopular. Uh, that's avoiding thinking about that. But also the fact that they think it will be this easy, that they're just going to write some fucking articles and he'll be done. And even if DeSantis won the primary somehow, that that's the end of it. Yeah. Why would he not run as a third party candidate? What Why? is going to stop him? And like, oh no, we can't let the Democrat win. He could then he would have he would have stopped you from winning, and that would have been more important to him at that point. And here's the thing: like the, 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 these election results, like Trump's like status as a GOP kingmaker or as like you know the guiding direction of the party was damaged by last night for sure. Because like mm-hmm. oh, like his other than Carrie Lake, like most of the Trump candidates like lost, and yeah, like they've been looking for a way out of him for a while. But there's been Felix, you're so right. There's been so much wish casting I've seen over the last few days from mostly Republican aligned media uh, voices that are just that are just assuming now that it's a foregone conclusion that like we're cutting ties with Trump. He's over. It's done. I'm sorry. Do you think he's going to make it that easy for you? Do you think it's really going to be that easy to say Trump's over? We're done with him. It's the Stantis now. You think he's going to you think he's not going to spend like every minute of the next two years thinking about how to fuck Ron DeSantis? Yeah. And I'm sorry, every issue you guys have besides like abortion is about him. It isn't just related to him. It's about him. He made every issue about him. And that's all the issues that your base cares about. What election integrity? That's about him. Mm-hmm. Immigration? That's about him. The managerial state, the deep state, that's about how they were mean to him. Mm-hmm. They're all about him. That is what the base cares about. Mm-hmm. You spent so much time in like the Masonic Lodge underneath the fucking foggy bottom Barnes and Noble that you forgot <laughs> that. And that means if DeSantis gets the nomination, he will come to the American people as even weirder and less normal 
than Trump and more repellent because he won't even have Trump's charisma that comes from being a celebrity, just a pure political machine. He's a fucking Chuck E. Cheese animatronic of all the most alienating culture war hysteria that people have proven they don't like. And, and Matt, and Matt, to that point though, like the whole, like I've, I've seen, like we, we, in our, in our Florida show, we, we like did it. We read an article of a profile of him, this idea that he's the smart, disciplined Trump, Th- those qualities that even if you want to like assume that they're true, that he's smart and disciplined, are what make him not Trump. Those two things cut yep. against each other. They're like, exactly. They, yes. These are not strengths if he is trying to be the next Trump. Okay, so he's Trump, but with no bullshit drama, not funny, not charismatic, yeah. doesn't say any memorable things. Yep. Uh, they said Trump without drama. Trump is the drama. <laughs> that's why they like him, the yep. drama. And that's exactly he made what makes it him exciting. Alienating to normal people because the whole thing is now wrapped up in a rejection and a critique of normality as such. And congratulations, most people are still normal. And the thing is, that's not like that's a great thing. That's not great news. We're fucked because of that. Because that leftist critique of like people don't know their own best interests is basically true because they have to live in the veil of culture that we're all stuck in. So like they don't really uh, uh, know what's wrong. So when you're hysterical for the right reasons, hey, climate change, you know, hey, immiseration of the global population and the death of the ecosystem. It's like, hey, man, it doesn't seem that bad to me. And that's just a normal response. But that also means when you're like, hey, you know, baby, uh, gender sickos are coming to chop your kid's dick off. They're similarly like that doesn't seem like it's true. And then that keeps us ignoring the real crises that are piling up, you know, and mean that when we do deal with them, it's going to be under more traumatic conditions. Uh, but for now, it means that the, fa- the road to a uh, based America is just not viable. It's not happening that way. And that's why these guys are now saying, let's do a coup. And it's like, fine, you want to dissolve the people and elect a new one, go for it. But you're going to need more than memes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, what the fuck? Is Josh Hammer going to build up a core of supporters in the officer corps? Yeah. Is that going to happen? If there was a a coup by someone who's like, you know, a major in the army now, the chances are more that it's like an occupied Democrats imperium. That's yes. more likely than what they're hoping for. Yeah. I well, mean, who was the Joint Chiefs of Staff when, like, the shit was hitting the fan in 2020 and there was question of, like, what will the military do? It was weeping Mike Miley, the soyest cuck who's ever lived, <laughs> shitting his pants about, oh, my God, there's no, we must save democracy. That's not who we are. Those are the kind of dorks who rise to the top of a managerial, a professional managerial chain like the fucking Pentagon. And, you know, like, as long as we're talking about the... Uh, the, the, the Occupy Democrats resistance libs types, I got to hand it to them as much as we made fun of them. Their strategy of promoting uh, election denying Trump candidates and Republican primaries all yeah. paid off. Lost it to worked. the man. To the man. <laughs> yes. All of them lost. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I thought there were people don't want to with this. But... You know how much work it would mean if they're actually, if like we actually had to do something about like election integrity and we had to like, just get rid of our wonderful system we have of just voting every two years and watching television. Do you know how much work that would be? People don't want to fucking, they don't want that job. They already have a job. No, thank you. Let's let the politicians do politics. I don't want to do fucking politics because that's what you're asking when you say we're going to wipe away uh, like the, the system. That means like that, that's the, that's the fascist call to like a, a people, a militant people in arms. And that's not us. We want to watch it on TV. Did you see what Brandon said? Um, Brandon said, um, People don't want to see drama every day on TV. It's true. I mean, uh, you know, that's kind of why he won. 
It's true. It's like that denial we talked about last time about how th- there's no like liberal uh, answer to like the real sense of crisis that a lot of young people have. Like uh, this is the flip side of that. It's like by acknowledging that the people who are like most uh, traumatized, basically most in demand of Rick real answers, the miserable, young, unmarriageable men who make up like the people who are like most fucked, at least perceive themselves to be most fucked by society. They're going to be drawn to an answer. But at the same time, you're pushing away people who don't really need an answer because America still makes sense to them. And that's people with mortgages. And that's who vote. That the former president will not return, that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah. once again take power in the United <laughs> States. OK, you want to talk about some of the, uh, the, the individual sort of marquee races? I mean, let's start with um, the Senate. Starting in uh, Pennsylvania, John Reddit, man. John Redditman mm-hmm. pulled it off. John Redditman. CHP rolls worst Manchurian candidate ever. Asked to leave Empire. <laughs> you gotta wonder if he had not stroked out on fucking primary night, which is amazing. It was literally the day of the primary election. <laughs> he might have won by the same or bigger margin that Shapiro beat Ma- uh, Magliano, Magliano's oh Italian Cafe. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's unheard of at this point in a swing oh state. Oh my God, Senate S- Senate race. Jewish Josh spanked Mangiano's <laughs> Little Italy. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. Okay, I mean, I, guess, bar, uh, I, I know where they're going after that bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, with uh, John Reddit man in Pennsylvania, I mean, like we talked about it before, this herald for the Democrats. Look, Beto, no, no more beanballs, no more hipsters. This is the Pritzker Reddit man. They need to run big guys. Big guys. This is, this is the big boys now. I fucking lost. <laughs> I fucking I swear lost. To Christ, if they had taken uh, Tim Ryan just like Brazil and gotten him like <laughs> some sort of calf implant, uh, shin, sh- shin lengthening thing to put him at like six, eight. If, if Tim Ryan had been six feet, eight tall, he would have destroyed JD Vance. We would have won by so, at least two points by that. I so mean. Ohio, I, I think we said Vance was likely to win that yes. one. Uh, so now, yes. so now we have Ugh. that, 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 that butterball toad. in the Senate. Yeah. So I, hey, I, congratulations. I like- guess what? Jay Z JD. Congratulations. You're going to be in the Senate. And guess what? You're still going to hate yourself because you feel like a fraud everywhere you go. Every room you're in, you feel like you're full of shit. You have never not felt like you were pulling one over on whoever was in the room with you. And that's okay. not going to change when you're palling around with the fucking senators, buddy. And and what you will have to ask yourself, which group of people was it worth screwing over? Because yes. You screwed over <laughs> everyone to get to this very, very pathetic station. It's like he is like the like hollow man. It's it's grotesque. The most transactional man in the world. And he's filled with loathing. Like his his, his hatred of like the liberal culture that he used to suck up to, that's real, but it's all projected self-loathing. Speaking of liberal culture, how do you think Ron Howard, Amy Adams, and Glenn Close <laughs> are feeling about themselves looking at the JD Vance uh Senate? Because I think Tim Ryan would have beat Josh Mandel. Yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, know. But- Ohio Ohio's, Ohio's I mean, weird. Ohio's kind they, of kind of kind of going. It's going to be like the honestly, it'll be like the Northern Sentinel of the Florida Imperium. Like they're going to have like the that's like that's going to be the California to like Florida's New York, like in the east, yeah. the southeast axis country that's going to emerge out of this. They did. I will say in Ohio, Democrats did win every toss up house race, which they was- won in uh, Cincinnati, which is amazing because uh, Hamilton County there is like, yes, that's all of Cincinnati, but Cincinnati is a fraction of the size of the surrounding suburbs. And that's why it's been held by Republicans since forever. And this guy, Steve Shabbat, he got, uh, he got upset. 
Yeah. Moving on, though, like th- this, was, this was the one Senate race that I was actually paying attention to. Now, results have not been called yet. Apparently, it's going to take Arizona another three months to fucking... What the get fuck these, are you guys get doing? These election results, man. But oh, it, it very much looks like that um, Blake Masters is going to be defeated by the astronaut. And what I got to say about this, Blake Masters ran behind every other Republican candidate in Arizona Oof. by something like eight Oof. points. That motherfucker... Oof. Peter Thiel is going to use him as a blood bag. They're going to test experimental drugs on him like he's a fucking Labrador. What a fucking loser that guy is. You want to talk about like the guy who most most like represents the schism between normal white people mm-hmm. and whatever the fuck the GOP Ooh, is boy. doing? That motherfucker, Blake Masters, is just about one of the most alien alienating creeps I have ever seen. Like for, we said, what by, makes a normal party. person? What makes a normal person? Uh, one of the big ones is having a job. Most normal, like you know, voting <laughs> yeah. people, have jobs. Black Masters has literally never held a job. He I has like been Black a Masters courtier really. for Peter Thiel his entire life. He's been a poster, and it's like we know that life, and that ain't working. That and yeah. that is what makes you freaks. That's why we're freaks. That's why I anyway took seriously this idea that the Republicans were going to take hold of the national imagination because I'm only interacting with the world through this membrane because. I don't have a real job. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and I predicted it well because of my blue collar background from the old <laughs> manufacturing town of Hyde Park, Chicago, Illinois, with the old trade school, University of Chicago, right on my doorstep. Want to touch on Wisconsin a little bit. Mandela Barnes would have oh, won with some more like they money. They could have won that one if they hadn't wasted yeah, money it, in Florida. Yeah. Mm, no, no. Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson. In I the, hate in the that last... fucking toad so much. That look, he looks like a fucking scrunched up foreskin that they like cut little eyes into. Just like Ron, he's like if Earthworm Jim were a real guy. Ron Johnson, the look in his eyes, it always looks like the he got high for the first time, and he's. <laughs> he's he looks like he has the fear. He looks like yes. the fear is creeping up his spine all the time. But yeah, he was given. Uh, he was infused with like some like twenty seven million dollars in the last days of the campaign. Uh, from like and they had no three, match to that because Val three Dennings Republican was donors. Pull it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. they wasted. And, on they, Val and they had to depend how much money on Kathy Molecule because they fucking dis- destroyed their own party. That wow, what what a shock! Uh, the place where the Democratic Party is the most machine like is also where uh, it's destroying <laughs> itself fastest because. It's made up with a bunch of fucking self-serving psychopaths who don't realize that they're actually in a party. Well, yes. I was talking about Kathy Molecule for a second. What were up with all of the polls that had her in a dead heat with Trafalgar by 30 points? Trafalgar. I was trying There's to tell people. There's a fake poster in there. Do you know how Trafalgar and RCP, do you know how they work? They start with a bad sample. They start with an overrepresentative R sample. And then they are they just arbitrarily add numbers to the result they get. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's how they do it. That's how they predicted, I don't know, Peter Welch in Vermont. That looks like a toss-up. He lost they're by just, they're what, doing 40 points. Peter Welch won by 40 points. Yeah. It, it's looking it, it's they do fan fiction. And, you know, okay, the media has to take those to like, you know, I guess have some type of narrative. Um because Yeah, they gotta they, keep it spicy. Like yeah. uh, Nate Silver, when he was uh, def- uh, defending, justifying keeping Trafalgar in there and, in fact, placing it pretty highly, his argument was basically, yes, of course, this is a transparent, like, Republican-funded program. Like, this, obviously, these are cookbooks. But, you know, the Democrats, if they wanted to, they could uh, pay for cookbook polls, too, and they're not doing that, and that says something. That, that they're not, and, and Because his argument was, you wouldn't do that 
you wouldn't risk being a fraudulent too much because of rep, uh, reputational damage. It's like, yes, that's the Republican Party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're worried about what the media says about uh, their their business tactics and ethics. They give a yeah. shit. Yeah, Trafalgar really ate it. I imagine for some reason they will still be an A-rated pollster. Um, they got to keep it interesting. Mandela Barnes, uh, you know, 27,000 votes. You got to wonder, you know, money that could have been better spent there if you're the Democrats. I want to talk about um, Michelle Lujan Grisham, (laughs) the Me Too'd woman governor of New Mexico, the incumbent Democrat who won re-election last night. If that does not say it all, Michelle was accused of pouring a water bottle on a male staffer's crotch. The only (laughs) Me Too'd woman Democratic governor in political history, and they could not beat her. Wow. She's got national, uh, she could be on the ticket. I think her and Klobuchar maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think like if we're, if we're doing fantasy casting, horse racing, uh, Whitmer is probably the biggest like democratic gubernatorial star of the night. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, The Democrats in Michigan. That's like the best result they've had in 80 years in the state of Michigan. That was a pretty insane performance. Um, I do. Th- I think if we're, you know, looking down the line, looking after Trump dies, looking after whatever happens. Uh, Which, by the way, say- he might die because he has chosen to stay in Mar-a-Lago <laughs> right now with a hurricane, Category Three hurricane bearing down. I ain't on- afraid of no roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> they are praying for that. They are fucking praying oh, for that. Man. Oh, that would solve all the problems. Yeah, that would. Yeah. Uh- but um, I think you know, twenty twenty eight, twenty thirty two, Whitmer crushes. She fucking crushes Laron. I mean, oh, like yeah. a, a, a MILF who's taller than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he <laughs> looked like he was going to cry debating Charlie Crisp. How's that going to go? It's true. Okay, he wh- got elfed by Charlie fucking Crisp in a, Crisp in a debate. That is how... <laughs> That's how much he's got. He can bring to the table to like by try way, to out charisma Trump. By the way, Felix Elron DeSantis is is that that's the, that's the way to go with him. But I will say, when when Trump came out with Ron the Sanctimonious, that was the first uh, chink yeah. in Trump's we, armor that's I've a ever of the seen. Armor. I'm wondering, man. That was the mm. first. That was the first bit of doubt where I was like, oh, does he really still have? Does he really still have the juice? Yeah, Ron the Sanctimonious. What will Trump's do? <laughs> <laughs> he's got to get his he's got to get his arm back. You know, it's like yeah. he's bound and down. He's he's he, you know, maybe Ron is his Reg Mackworthy and he's got two more. <laughs> I pitches. honestly feel like it'll be like an iron sharpens iron situation or like or rather iron destroys a melon. He will, just use, <laughs> he will just like, yeah, DeSantis is bad right off the bat, but he keeps engaging with DeSantis. He keeps getting mad. It's going to get better. He's going to get more focused. And by the time of the primaries, he's just going to be a tr- destroying him on a daily basis. It's going to be like Don Rickles came to like a guy's birthday party and he's just got him in a fucking closet yelling in his ear. And yeah, yeah. Said, Trump has already threatened to reveal, quote, unflattering information about DeSantis if he runs, saying, I know more about him than anybody other than perhaps his wife, who's actually running his campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking honey, of, spill. Speaking <laughs> of wives, did you see... Um, the 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 story with Oz, why Trump was so big on Oz from the get go was because Melania, Melania liked him. Mel- that's okay, what Melania that's watches thing. on TV during the daytime. If, yeah, if Trump runs again, he's got to get a new wife. Melania yeah, is watched. Gotta, he's got he's got to get a younger, hotter wife because Melania is watched. She saddled him with this loser, and you yep. know, you know, like you know, Trump is is theming. 
about like because he put his name, his winning brand behind all these fucking losers, and they all ate shit. And you know, uh, he's gonna blame it on Melania. He's gonna blame it on Melania. So Trump, I think he needs to he needs to rewife. He needs got a wife up. He's got a wife. Twenty twenty four. Yeah. Who, who could he get? Who would be an upgrade on Melania? <sighs> what about the member of Danity Kane that Don Jr. cheated with? Aubrey O'Day. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Gina yeah. Carano. Gina Carano. Oh, okay. The Star Wars. Ooh, Star Gina Carano. Yeah. Gina yeah. Carano. Yeah. I don't know. I think she's a little, probably a little too, like, she's a little you know, mannish. A little, yeah. Yeah. She's a wide. He likes hmm. beautiful women. He likes beautiful. There's probably, like, there's probably someone out there. There's probably, like, a, a news story we haven't heard of. We, it, it, there's, like, probably, like, a racist beauty queen somewhere in, like, Charleston Beach. Yeah. She got, like, booed when she answered a question, you know, like, how do you, uh, make america better yeah. uh he should just take kimberly gargoyle from don jr <laughs> yes yeah that's an yeah. alpha move yeah and you know she would she would she would she oh would she would, up she would check oh that heartbeat. Yeah. that would be heartbeat. oh god that's so good that's it shit she has to cuck old don jr the ultimate power <laughs> move to show that you're still the alpha that none can stand um, against you i guess like the other election results of note, uh, going back from the original thing about the, the Dobbs decision and how unpopular criminalizing abortion is, in the five states in which there was an abortion referendum on the ballot, they all chose to preserve the right to obtain an abortion in states like uh, Kentucky, California, Michigan, uh, legalized marijuana, one in Maryland, Missouri, lost in North Carolina and Arkansas, but Another good, news, another great piece of news from the midterm elections. Tennessee officially banned slavery, so or slavery as a punishment. And I was like, when I saw the headline, I was like, wait, what? Is it still legal to enslave someone? I, I honestly wish I haven't read. I wish somebody was more explicit with this because, yeah, the, like the Thirteenth Amendment bans slavery except in cases of penal servitude. That's the lo- loophole yeah. that created the whole prison labor industry. And I, does this have they closed that loophole so that they cannot use prison labor? Is that what they're saying? Because that would be pretty big if that were the case. Or are they just like acknowledging that the Thirteenth Amendment exists? Hard to say, but uh, you know, once again, I I, I saw I speaking on the uh, the abortion issue. I saw that like sort of the the face of like the the youth pro life movement, uh, Lila Rose, Lila Rose, and she was talking about how like in California, like the state that she lives in. She was like so disappointed and like, you know, she was surprised that that voters, even in California, uh, would like abortion to remain legal. And she was like, we've been outspent so much. And she was just like, you know, crestfallen and uh, dumbfounded that the National Republican Party didn't spend more money advertising their position on abortion, which is like. I don't know what to tell you, Lila, Uh, like 70 to 80 percent of the country is in favor of legal abortion. And so they're, yeah, they're really playing a losing hand all there. In, uh, and uh, yeah. it, it looks like the Dobbs effect held. That was a thing I didn't know about. I thought maybe it will have uh, diluted a little bit. And it definitely did not dilute. Uh, that The special elections ended up being real canaries in the coal mine there to show that the, uh, that the dynamic where the out of party po- or the in party power sees a demobilization or in midterms, uh, I think Dobbs might be the permanent uh, mobilizer on the pro choice side that it has been before now. Uh, on the pro-life side, just because that's now it's the other way around. Like they're always now out of power on the question of abortion, right? Like they never have the presidency as long as uh, road is, is uh, overturned. So that means they're going to have the same sort of constant mobilizing energy uh, and like issue salience that it has had for conservatives. And it was that asymmetry that helped end Roe in the first place. 
So we'll see if this might push things in the other direction. I mean, just, just or not. Maybe again. the economy collapses at next year, and all of a sudden nobody gives a shit about uh, about anything other than punishing someone who lives next to them in a uh, in a Hutu power style cleansing of internal enemies. I mean, like just just to underscore what I said at the beginning is that on these culture war issues, the Republicans are incredibly salty because they are finding out with every passing year that they are in more and more of a moral minority. And I think they're, 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 they're coming face to face with this now. And the ones who are admitting it are saying, yeah, we need a new, we need to end democracy. Or as I said at the beginning, what they're saying is that we didn't run hard enough on the kid litter boxes. Well, we should, we should have made like, like, you know, Matt Walsh's, what is a woman should have been like, we should have sent that to every voter in the country on Blu-ray and DVD. Well, well, okay. Even on things where it's not like abortion, where they are so, so, so far out of the realm of the average American opinion, where they're so extreme and where you actually see the effects of their chosen policy, even on things where they're closer to the median point, the problem is they're so freakish and they're so bad at uh, talking to normal people at this point that it kind of doesn't matter at this moment. That even even when even when they may be representing a majority opinion in some states and some districts, maybe even nationally, that they have lost the ability to talk about these things in a non-internet-y way, mm-hmm. in a non-freak way. Yeah. It does oh, seem yeah. as though talking about doing nothing, man, I've never seen anything more flaccid and linguini spined than the way that corporate, the corporate GOP approached this very winnable election. Now, I'm, I, I think there's a lot of synthesis to be done, but you touched on McCarthy. I thought it was wild the way they rolled out this plan for America. I saw nothing about it. Nothing. I am obsessed with following the news. I got an entire team of young kids, 20 years old. All they do is look at clips online. Never once did I get a clip about Kevin McCarthy going based, going flamethrower. Kevin McCarthy, rip-roaring. Never once. I didn't get a single clip that, like, the corporate GOP did a single-fire thing in this election. And we cover this day in and day out. We have the best damn people on the Internet covering the hottest clips out there and we go nuts for it and if kevin mccarthy did something based i would have covered it i have nothing against it but i didn't get a single clip rich nothing 20 god seconds bless rich, you, Benny. and we'll talk over the god break. bless you you know obviously like uh like the, the, all of all of the fear-mongering around uh, you know, uh trans issues are like literally saying that like they're they're chopping off cocks like by the millions by the millions <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just it's a cock and testicle holocaust in this country going on right now. And, like, you know, that, that, that's like the bleeding edge because it's like a newer issue. It's one that people feel less comfortable talking about. But the thing is, that was a loser for them. But don't, don't forget, it wasn't just abortion and, 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 like, trans high school kids or trans healthcare that, was, that these people were, like, talking about. No, like, they were, they were all in on relitigating gay marriage again. And getting rid of it, and also potentially banning contraception in some states. Like that's how fucking high on their own supply these people were. Yeah, it's uh, mm. they don't people don't like it, and the fact that they aren't reverting and or they aren't going to in a different de- direction now that they got what they wanted. No, they're pushing forward, so they're making sure that it's always going to be in the news. There's always going to be some fucking law somewhere trying to push even closer to people's sense of autonomy, and they're going to push back. And uh, that's yeah, I think that with that. Uh, like mobilization edge neutralized. If that's what we're seeing here, along with the educational polarization and everything, 
then we might be uh, in a situation where the only thing left, like holding together Republican power anywhere, is just their control of institutions. And even and over time, those if all they can do is a holding action, if they can't keep advancing the ball like they could under McConnell, eventually it goes away. Like uh, Wisconsin's a good example. Wisconsin has been in this death grip, like uh, one party state situation. They, they in any international like poll where they like put the countries in different colors based on their level of democracy. Wisconsin's like a fucking red. It's not a fucking democratic. Mm-hmm. The, the, it is this one party state because they have gerrymandered their maps and they have a state Supreme Court that has affirmed that because the state Supreme Court idiotically is elected in Wisconsin. And of course, for years, the only people who are paying money for relatively obscure uh, state uh, Supreme Court cases or races were, you know, big money Republican donors. So it's stacked with conservatives. But there's an election next. There's a special election next spring where it, uh, the, the fifth vote on the conservative court is going to be replaced. And in this new environment, if you get that person in there, you get a de gerrymander of that map. And all of a sudden, that power base collapses almost overnight. Uh, it's like this is all held together by bailing wire, which is why they're getting so crazy. But if yeah. they're getting crazy and no one else is getting as crazy at the same rate, they're going to break themselves off and alienate themselves and accelerate this process of, of, of decoupling from power. And the, we, we, I mean, we saw, we saw um, a, a test case in what it would look like to fully break that apart electorally in Michigan. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they successfully break that apart in Wisconsin, it will look a lot like what the, the culmination of years of, years of effort uh, last night with Whitmer, with their state legislatures, with everything. There's a, Which there's makes, definitely a blueprint for doing it. I mean, it's just, it's a reversal to the mean though, right? Cause these, this was the, this was the old blue wall before fucking Hillary Clinton came along. Right. Like these states were assumed. <laughs> to be yes, yes. Yes. And like, th- th- then this happened because of the specific context of the 2016 election. And now those conditions are dissipating and normality is reasserting itself. Like, that's what I think we all thought was impossible. Trump had to remake all of history. But it turns out nothing as shallow a meteor hit as a single presidential term can do that, no matter how traumatic it was to encounter through the television. And normality is so strong that it gave us a historic midterm. To to predict what very few people predicted, and I will say only City of Freaks, he's the only guy I saw who specifically predicted as much because I didn't go that far as him. No, he's, he was hundred percent vindicated. Unst- astounding. Yeah. Like he was, he was really going out on a limb in, in August, like after the, bo- the, the, the branded bounce after the IRA passed. And then, yeah. you know, uh, that fell down in September and people were like, Oh, but, uh, turns out that was the right call then. Like yes. that was not the false dawn. That was the actual terrain. We were surrounded the rest of the time by these stultifying clouds of discourse that turned into fog. We couldn't see the actual terrain. It was fucking August. It was August the whole time. Yeah. And I, I like, I did not get into specifics as much as him, but for him to predict that and for the very few people that were along with that, what they predicted was astounding, which is, you know, we're going to see a midterm like we haven't seen since 2002, since 1934, since something like that. 34. Yes. And OK, it turns out that was the most based in reality prediction because it is based on, yes, normalcy reasserting yep. itself. Oh, shit, guys. Fuck. Are we owned here? I just realized we might be owned. If this is the best uh, performance by a uh, elected Democrat in their first in their first term since. uh uh, uh, 34. Does that mean that Biden actually is the new FDR? <laughs> is that correct? 
Have, do we have to like adjust for like time and space differences and, and stuff and realize shit? No, he was. Look at him. Well, needs, maybe he, I guess he has a wheelchair in his head. <laughs> <laughs> well, like all things, all things are accomplished now. They are accomplished by someone walking backwards into them. Yep. Oh my god, he does have he does have fucking wheelchair in his head. All the drugs they keep him on. Those are the equivalent of fucking uh, FDR's wheelchair. Shit, he just needs to start smoking. And the car is his blanket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh to close things out uh for today, uh would you would you guys mind dipping into the castle real quick because oh, he, yeah. had a, he had a pre-election column that I I like I mean it goes on fucking forever, but I I just want to read the beginning here. So, uh this is John Cass, uh, writing on uh, November 6th, 2022, headline, Red Wave Coming, the time of jesters honoring themselves comes to an end. (laughs) (laughs) What What are you talking about? What a way with words. Okay, Felix. Is that from all along the watchtower? (laughs) (laughs) He has such a way with words. So Red Wave Coming. The time of jesters honoring themselves comes to an end by John Cass. Oh, my God. It begins, I must admit that I've always been susceptible to the dark charms of jesters. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I, I mean, must same. Admit, I can say that. I the must dark admit, charms. The dark charm. I must admit that I've always been susceptible to the dark charms of jesters. Jesters are just funny little guys. They like, <laughs> they, they juggle. Particularly, he goes on to write, those evil jesters who use cunning and wits to rid themselves of their enemies in politics and at court. Not Wait, circus- but that's not a guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's, thinking of a guy. He's thinking of He's the Joker. He's talking about the Joker. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. You got, okay. So goes, Joker's you not got a jester. To- I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't, you guys don't remember Roderick Vasily? From Obama's first term. He was czar of capering, I believe. <laughs> he goes, not circus clowns, not circus clowns boiling out of a tiny body humor clown car making with the fart jokes. I sorry, I have to read that sentence again. What? Not this is also not, Bob Dylan. I think this is subterranean homesick blues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the pavement worrying about the circus clowns boiling out of a fake car, making with the fart sounds. <laughs> Not circus clowns boiling out of a tiny body humor clown car making with the fart jokes. Body humor. Body humor. Body humor. I thought he was talking about the humors, like black bile and shit. This week's guest columnist is Dutch Schultz dying. (laughs) So he goes, America is awash in jesters now. You see them everywhere. (laughs) In media and politics, many are sad. Many panic in silence. They are all Democrats, and that what red wave is coming for them. The iconic American hero was once the cowboy, but cultural high priests had to kill him off when they decided we were too advanced of a culture to stoop to the vulgar and brutal practice of fighting fight. <laughs> the vulgar and brutal practice of fighting fight to keep our lands. I think he's fighting said, fight, uh, fighting fight to okay. keep our lands. Naturally, without the cowboy, we killed off concern for our borders. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And, and I, I guess like th- this was like this was just fired off. I don't think he proofread this at all. He goes, and now with death of our fighting spirit and no urgency about the southern border, it's only a matter of time until the land is gone too. We sit passively as the knife is pressed against our throat. 
With the cowboy abandoned to bleach his bones at the ruins of the Alamo, we've developed a new American hero, <laughs> the pinched-faced federal bureaucrat fighting terrorists. Whether the bureaucrat hero is Jack Ryan or the CIA of the CIA or Jack Bauer of 24 or other iterations, rest assured that the Patriot Act may be used against innocent American citizens. When we all held common belief in the Constitution, that would have been shameful. But now, thanks to the left that has been steadily undermining the Constitution, I guess it all depends on politics of the moment. This is just stream of consciousness. The, I'm, okay. I'm, not, I'm not misreading this. I'm reading it exactly as it was written. Okay, I don't want to, you know... I feel like it's an insult to both Cass, ourselves, and the listeners to go, you know, you supported Bush, you did Patriot Act, blah, 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 right? Like, that's, you know, maybe true, not important. What is important, is he saying that the Immigration Act of the 60s only passed because John Wayne did The Conqueror? Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, he starts... <laughs> Then he starts talking about Stalin and Walter Durante for a while. Oh he goes, yes, God. yes, mistakes have been made. Yesterday's bomb vest wearing terrorist on TV screaming Allahu Akbar may have morphed into middle class suburban American parents at your local school board meeting opposed to gender dysphoria and CRT propaganda. They may not know that their names may be part of an FBI file, but Joe Biden's Justice Department knows who they are. And now the jesters take the stage, spinning their magical tales of a dystopian future if Democrats don't win on Tuesday. And Democrats are in absolute hysterics with President Biden shrieking threats that Americans who don't vote to keep Democrats in power are destroying democracy in America. The president is something of a jester himself, but in reality, the president is a meat puppet without wits. And you can see the jesters on full display on MSNBC, CNN, and elsewhere in the left-wing oh-so-corporate legacy media. They scamper and roll about the floor in a rage. It was at the dwarf Piccolini who first got to me and caused me to appreciate jesters. He was the malevolent dwarf in Par Lagerkowitz's novel, The Dwarf, that was set during the Italian Renaissance. Piccolini was servant to the prince, Machiavelli, and he was familiar with the scholar, Leonardo da Vinci. I don't know what... <laughs> okay, now he's doing Donovan. This is Atlantis, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, leftist American jesters have been on display for the past several weeks. Leftist and with Tuesday jesters. <laughs> and with Tuesday approaching, they shake their head rattles, known as a marat, and hiss through their filed teeth, warning of dire consequences and much terror if Americans vote the wrong way and don't keep Democrats in power. The great Polish jester Stanzik was no MSNBC clown. Did he he's need to be a jester? <laughs> no, he's referring to a painting. He is okay, depicted okay. in the masterpiece in red by Polish master Jan Matajeko that is fin finally in its rightful place in the Polish Museum in Warsaw. It is one of my favorite paintings. If it were in Chicago at the Art Institute, I'd happily spend days sitting in front of it. The formal title isn't Sad Clown or The Sad Clown Paradox, but Stanzik, during a ball at the court queen of Queen Bona in the face of the loss of Smolensk, 1862. His back is to the party just outside the room. He is depressed. He has dropped his Marat on the floor. The red jester, heroic and sad, is worried that the royalty of Poland didn't take the world seriously enough. It has all been too much for the unhinged leftist jester historian Michael Beschloss of MSNBC. He warned the other day that the <laughs> descendants of leftist jester historians like himself may be dragged out of their homes and shot by some authoritarian government of the future if the pro-authoritarian Democrats don't retain control. Okay, um, someone laced his kielbasa. <laughs> someone got him wet. Once again, it's like these leftists, they're trying to fear monger people. 
they're trying to get people scared. Aren't they a bunch of psycho freaks who need to be defeated? It's like, okay, dude, uh, remind me again, what is your demographic? What's that 80-year-old retired man who lives uh, with a wife he hates and is miserable? Okay, once again, not normal. Well, this not is, normal, John. I'm sorry. This is probably the greatest example we could have pulled for um, failure to be normal, right? Yep. <laughs> because this is not even... Let's let's not even let's not even get into like you know if you go to a school board meeting and you're upset you're gonna go to Gitmo. Um, let's not even get into that those specifics. The way this is written, if you talked like this to anyone, if fuck, fuck no, if you sent an email like this to anyone, you would be committed. This is an insane <laughs> yeah, way to talk. Le- yeah, leave aside. Yeah, yeah, Felix, right. Let's leave aside the fact that like yeah. He supported the war on terrorism and all of the warrantless surveillance that he now is worried is going to be the Joe Biden's Justice Department is going to round up parents at school board meetings, which, by the way, he should do. But I just want to focus in on the part that he said he would be more than happy to spend every day staring at a painting of a clown in the <laughs> Polish museum. <laughs> you, you just I want to stare at a painting of a sad I just want to look clown. at a sad clown okay yeah. uh, like, by the way uh, you know who had a lot of clown paintings in her bedroom my aged grandmother who uh, <laughs> sat in her uh, room and watched CNN all day this would Not be a this would, way to live this would be a real like you know there you go again moment right if um, DeSantis if he got up there in, in 2024 he's debating Brandon and he says you remind me a lot of Pajuko, the sad Polish clown. <laughs> People would be talking about that forever. Hard hats out down at the job site. Like, yo, these freaking leftist jesters. I can't get an. I've got it up to here with the jesters, with the capering and clowning. <laughs> he says, he writes, to neo-Marxists and Jacobins playing journalists. Freaking neo-Marxists and Jacobins over here. They're playing journalist jester. There's historian jester. There's journalist jester. There's newscaster jester. There is um, a hot dog man jester. It's just any, anyone casts encounters of a day that he feels, uh, you know, uh, put off by. I like that he called Beschloss as leftist firebrand. The guy's entire uh, corpus oh, goes down to presidents sure are cool. To power. Presidents <laughs> yeah. are cool. Those are some cool guys who become president, aren't they? He says, uh, uh, to the Jacobins playing journalist jester, the end of days come when they lose power. Once they do, and a conservative Republican Congress begins pulling at at threads to determine how corporate legacy media colluded with the Democrat Party, big tech, and the American security state to silence critics and mold the American information landscape, there will be much howling and counterwalling in the jester precincts. When a red wave bearing down on them and the jester is in biblical panic like those who suffered Noah's flood, is it okay for me to dream just a little bit? This is like, he's like, the jesters are drowning now. Do you see? <laughs> this is fucking, this is Rorschach's journal. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe this is why Trafal- Trafalgar got the results it did. John Cass yes. was a consultant for them, and he's like, all right, how many jesters do you have in your sample group? <laughs> we got to get the jesters out of there. We got fil- to fil- filter for jesters. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I, I love in the middle of this thing where it's like the DSH is going to come to your house and arrest you if you uh, go to a parent-teacher conference. Is, he then says these Democrats who are so afraid that the Republicans are going to kill them. It's like you think the Democrats <laughs> are going to kill you? What are you talking about? Yeah, you have the exact same concerns. Literally, yeah. Literally paints a straw like builds a straw man acts like it. Yeah, while talking exactly like Francis Dolleride. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I just did a uh, just like a word search of the of the of the of this page of 
just the term, the word jester appears in this column 30 times. Come up with the jesters. Come up with the jesters. Come I would say jesters. that's, that's <laughs> about 29 times too many if you want to sound kind of normal. This is also, this is reminding me of Travis Bickle. Someday a real rain is going to come and wash the jesters off the street. So, <laughs> so way of the jester. 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 I just want to read the, the end again. It goes, the American people have seen enough. They're tired of being pushed around by jesters. <laughs> I think the Frank Luntz front focus group, that was their top concern. Because jesters. It's jesters and crime, inflation. They're tired of being jesters pushed around again. by jesters. Oh, that evil jesters. Who <laughs> shriek, shriek for their heads and their job. They're fed up. That red wave gathers force, and the time of the jesters honoring themselves will soon be at an end. <laughs> I have never, I have never He's... been more excited to read a follow up. Yeah. I cannot oh, wait. wait. Hold on a second. I gotta. I wait. I'm just gonna go to John Cast News. The jesters are in see. control. <laughs> yeah. Red alert. <laughs> we are uh, in the court of the crimson jester. <laughs> the jester has taken over. He's in charge now. Okay. Holy shit. All right, th this is his column from uh, November 10th. Headline, after Little Red Ripple, President Biden's beer muscles want a second term and Chicago's main event begins. Beer muscles? <laughs> what, he what? goes, it might not be the most impressive of photographs, but just think what a Raphael or some other Italian Renaissance master could do with it. There's President Joe Biden in 2015, then our Vice President Biden, a.k.a. the, the big guy. Mr. 10% standing with the Secretary of State, John Kerry. They raise their glasses to toast Chinese Communist President for Life, Xi Jinping. They are so sure, so confident. Those perfect self-satisfied courtly masters of the universe smiles. And who is that hard-eyed blonde in the corner? Whether her name is Jill Biden or Edith Wilson, Raphael would capture her there in that bottom left corner of visual power and fix her staring off into the middle distance to look for traces of angels. He has... Did, he, did his he family lock him in his... A <laughs> His, his family locked him in a fucking art museum <laughs> to get him to detox from sausage. He's, he's got Stendhal syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's in a painting. He goes, uh, so what happened with that little red ripple? It was a big red wave in Florida with Governor Ron DeSantis and Senator, Senator Marco Rubio, but a GOP disappointment in other states. And now control of the Senate rests with Georgia. The Republicans will need a team effort, and even with Biden's personal ratings in the toilet, Republican leadership is at each other's throats. So it's just, yeah, he, he just acknowledges the red ripple, and then he just starts talking about how Chicago is plagued by violent crime and jester criminals. Let's not forget them. Right, yeah, yeah, no, of course. And he, then, okay, then he talks for, like, a, another 10,000 words about Lori Lightfoot. But, yeah, he, that, that's his follow-up to <laughs> the jester. Wow. Piece. I, not a single mention of a jester. You went from well, that's the biggest drop in mentions of a jester from one column to another. I think in human history. Yeah, but he still was talking about zero. Renaissance painting. Not a, yeah, and, you know you could have talked about jesters there. You got a Renaissance painting going. You throw a jester in there, just one you, time, just as a just as a, a, a Easter egg for the real fans who remember your is, jester era. It's more insane to mention them 30 times and then not mention them once in the follow-up <laughs> than to keep mentioning them. Uh, That's more jesters? fucked up. Jesters. Uh, not refer What's that? What does that mean? What, what do you mean about? I had a jester phase? No, I that didn't. doesn't sound like me. <laughs> didn't have a jester phase. What are you talking about? So, you know... Uh, <laughs> I, I think we should go forward with this jester thing. You know, like, uh, you know, like um, when the Democrats win, we have to reassure people that the jesters are in control. Jesters are in control. Patriots used to be in control, but the jesters are now in control. Yep. The jesters the are in control of the court. By 
that thing with bells on it. Yeah, the Marat. Marat. There. Oh my God, the jester could be the fucking liberal frog. That could be their groiper. Uh, post what, like a little Michigan jester. J frog. Which Michigan J frog? We never did, liberal frog. We never decided on crazy one. frog. We, Should crazy frog be the liberal frog? Crazy frog might be good. How about the Budweiser frogs? Bring them back, but they're like we're jesters now. We're li- we're okay. Li- yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, abortion. That would work because then you're contrasting the weird, gross, uh, like defiantly asocial Pepe with the cool Budweiser fries who are friends and who drink beer. They, that's right. Groiper is always alone. Yep. Budweiser frogs run in a pack. There's three of them. Bud, and they love it. And they like to watch the Super Bowl. And they don't care what the, if the commercials have gender in them. What does that even mean? Shut up. I got money on this. I hope my favorite Groiper account isn't suspended because I do want to check in the account that like uh, just really ruined me for a while. Music Groiper. Ooh, yeah, you were really. Uh, music Groiper got suspended. Oh, no. Oh. Elon. God, Fuck you, Elon. Elon, you must fix this. Yeah. We didn't even get to talk oh, about God. how fun best, the last couple days on website Twitter on Earth. <laughs> yeah. Greatest website that's ever existed. At an all-hands meeting as of about an hour ago, he said um, bankruptcy is not out of the question. <laughs> Nor did we talk about um, Sam Bankman fried. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He also sold $4 billion worth of Tesla stock last night during the, during the Red Whipple. Yep. Ooh. He's, he's got it all under control. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's going great. When has he ever over-delivered on something or over-promised on something and then not delivered it? Not one time in his career. Just ask that dancing robot of his. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, we're going to build a jester colony on Mars. The jester situation <laughs> in the, on the planet Earth has gotten out of control. We need to export our jesters to a Martian colony. We are seeing an example of when prophecy fails playing out right in front of our eyes. Like the, the Elon Musk fans, uh, the contortions that they've gone through, it's positively QAnon-esque to try to keep justifying every act that just keeps showing more and more. This guy does not know what the fuck he's doing. He's completely fucked. He's a moron. Well, I, I suspect we'll have uh, more. To, we should do a, a fuller comprehensive report on how funny Twitter has been over the yes. last week. And I would also like to talk about um, Sam Bankman fried losing like $18 billion in like a minute. That's he effective did what, altruism. He, yeah. It's effective he, did, altruism. Hey, he did what he said he was going to do. He gave away his fortune. <laughs> He gave away a lot of other people's fortunes too. That's true. He's just using That's true. Crypto accounts to fucking do it. He's doing way, altruism the effective way. Speed, speed, speaking of like bad shit happening to David Shore. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> Woof. All right, we should probably uh, let's wrap it up there. Yeah, today. yeah. Uh, much to discuss. Uh, you know, like and like and some and a lot of these races still haven't been called yet. Uh, and it's just uh. Uh, Warlock and Walker. I mean, the, the, that's, the control that's, of the Senate it. hinges on. Uh, and 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 which one of us will kiss the other one? Yeah, who's going to drink the election? The, who wins? Who's going to who's going to get the gay, with, the gay potion guy. off the dark web? Yeah, I don't care. I know. I know. He's a Felix is one hundred percent right about the educational uh, alignment favoring a Democrat in any uh, non you know any special election because those are the freaks who come out and vote in those. But you know what? I I don't know. I just think he's got a warrior's heart, and I think he's going to pull it off. He really and might. It, I, I will say working against him is also that Kemp isn't at the top of the ticket. That's mm. tough. And so, neither tough. is Stacey fucking Abrams to pull down if, poor <laughs> Reverend Warlock. If, yeah. if Herschel Walker's campaign would like to um, engage our listeners in, in, in this runoff election and get them on their side, uh, just know that like the terms of this bet are 
if Herschel Walker wins, Felix will take the gay potion from the dark yes. web. So I think most of our fans would prefer that outcome. I mean, like you got a, you got a lot of lot of fans, Felix, who are are hoping. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people and have I, been yeah. banking on this one for a while. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have the gay potion in my desk right now. I know what I'm going to mix it with if I'm wrong. I had to drink a little bit of it last night, you know, in terms of the bet, but just you know, test it. Honor, yeah, make sure it works. It's a it's authentic gay potion. Oh, it works. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> All right, gang. Uh, till till next time. Bye bye, yes. everybody. Bye bye. Bye-bye.